0: Hi, I'm Lauren, and he's Jordan, and welcome to the His Film, Her Movie podcast.
1: So why do you not like pineapple and pizza?
0: Because I don't really like, if I want hot fruit, I want it in like a pie. I want, I want, really sweet.
1: You mean like a sweet pie, not like a meat and potato pie? Yeah, I don't
0: want meat. When have I ever eaten meat and potato
1: pie? <laughs> I'm just thinking, pineapple and meat and potato pie might not go. No. But pineapple ham and cheese goes. No,
0: if I fruit is sweet, and then if it's hot, it's sweeter. I want, I want it in a sweet thing. I don't want it m- messing up my cheese. You're weird. I don't really like ham.
1: <laughs> so
0: you're just putting like weird stuff on my pizza. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the His Film Home Movie Podcast.
0: Where we cover all the important
1: topics. Pizza toppings.
0: Don't just topics. (laughs) Don't come here for Brexit or anything like that. But if you want the importance of why pineapple is wrong on pizza or...
1: Cream before jam. Cream
0: before jam. Or oh, the right way to put the toilet roll on because people at work keep on doing it the wrong way. <laughs> and I think I'm in mean, like a secret anonymous war with somebody because every time I go into the toilet at work, I have to change it back around the right way. <laughs> and I think somebody's changing it round just to piss me off. Either that or the cleaner is just really just not right. <laughs>
1: That is quite funny. Thanks. We are a movie podcast where we take specific topics, both pick a film, and then we discuss them. Yes. And this is episode 14. Yes. Nearly to 15. So we're going good at the moment. We are. We are. And this week, what's the topic?
0: We're doing... Musicals. Yes. I can't remember the title because you always think of the clever title. It's
1: the sing along spectacular. Sing
0: along spectacular. So you say that, and it makes me think of once more with feeling.
1: Yes, true. Well, that is a good musical.
0: It is, and but it's not a film. Otherwise, we would have watched that mm-hmm. for me. Skip through the whole Tara Willow song because <laughs> that 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 song lets it down really. <laughs> um, I'm giving it Tim stars out of five? <laughs> actually, I think something clever then, but we don't actually have a rating system.
1: No, we don't. So no, I generally just go for the normal five stars. Well, it's
0: this would be ten. if It, two, was it was would
1: small, be ten. It would be 200% be out
0: of 100%. 200%. Amazing.
1: So do we have any housekeeping that we need to go to? Um, I think the first one that we need to talk about is that... <clears throat> The shows will now go live on Fridays. Yes. So instead of Thursdays, it'll go live on Fridays. It just allows us a bit of time, well, me a bit of time, to edit the show and we can watch the films and things like that.
0: Jordan says this, but it's also because the Football League's back on and to watch Spurs play.
1: It is. The Champions League comes back on in a few weeks and Tuesday, Wednesdays, my team, Tottenham, will be playing. So I kind of don't want to be recording when Spurs are on. It's
0: also a really good excuse for me to actually get out and go to the gym (laughs) because, like, it means I have an extra day to actually go rather than being like, "Oh, I can't go today. I can't go today because we have to record." (laughs) So
1: yes, and the other one is we mentioned it last week, but we went to the Brunswick. Yard in Penrith we for did. the Cornetto trilogy. We did, and it was a rip roaring success.
0: It was so good. The weather was beautiful. To
1: get thirty degrees up north is
0: it's shocking. Yeah. Um. The venue itself, it was done out really, really nicely. Yeah. It's got a load of um, like vintage finds and stuff that you can sort of upcycle and salvage yourself. So it's a really unique venue, um, but then the whole the cinema was really cute. The it was it was like a nice sort of size. It was yeah, it was busy. and it was it was
1: nice, a yeah, nice screen, nice venue. I mean, the weather did help a lot, but then we just sat there and watched three good movies, and it was all it was jolly. And the, the fact that, the fact that the comedies and the lighthearted, mm-hmm. and you watch your first zombie movie, I
0: did. Didn't cry, people. Didn't <laughs> cry. I didn't hide. At one point, John did think I was going to break his hand because yes. I was squeezing it so hard. <laughs> but I think the fact that everybody's memed Sean of the Dead yeah. so much, I was like, okay, well, I, could, I know how this ends. I know what happens throughout all of this. Mm. So let's, let's just watch Bill Nae be wonderful. <laughs> um... And, and carry on, yeah, and um actually we I tagged um the Brunswick Yard in our Instagram post that we put up, and they were saying that um they are hoping to do something um around Halloween. yes, so I have requested a child's Halloween film, so. You know... Um,
1: you know, you don't get too scared.
0: So I don't get too scared. Um, so I would like a child's one, please. Um, <laughs> Casper, always excellent. Beetlejuice, always So
1: Beetlejuice would be be good. Yeah. But no. um,
0: You can... I, well, I will then go to the Mexican with the girls, who also live in Penrith. You can stay and you can watch some sort of terrifying, awful horror film... And I'll just drink tequila and eat tacos, and you can be scared.
1: <laughs> yes, but go back to the our topic this week. What films are we covering?
0: So we are covering the classic that is Singing in the Rain. Yes, which I haven't seen for so many years. It was like watching it new again. Yeah, and there was so much things that like I hadn't spotted the first time. I couldn't remember. And then the absolutely brilliant Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: Yes, two two classics in their own right, I think. Yes. Um, so I'm really looking forward to talking about them. So should we start with my pick, which is Singing in the Rain?
0: Yes, let's start with the classy
1: one. I have a delicious surprise. It's a
0: very special cake. I want you kiddies to have the first piece.
1: Well, if it isn't Ethel Barrymore... I do hope you're going to favor us with something special tonight, say uh, Hamlet's soliloquy, uh, or the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet, oh don't be shy, you make about the prettiest Juliet I've ever seen. Yeah, Singing in the Rain is the 1952 film directed by Stanley Donen and Gene Kelly, who is also starring. He's also the choreographer. It's Well, it is very much a Gene Kelly film. I was
0: going to say, he's all singing, all dancing. He is all and singing. And it all, plays yeah. on many levels, <laughs> especially for this film.
1: Yes, so it is the story of Don Lockwood um, and his friend Cosmo, played by... Mm-hmm. Donald O'Connor. It's set around the era of Hollywood where talkies are just about on the brink. The premiere of The Jazz Singer happens through the film so it's sort of poking fun and also looking at the changes in Hollywood at that time and the fact that where Don was a silent film actor and how they have to change for the format. We have also Kathy who is a young performer, young actress. And we have Lena, who is the co-star of Don's silent films, who's starring in this new movie and would probably not adapt to the new format, given the way she speaks. I think
0: she
1: speaks beautifully. So, Singing in the Rain, when when it opens, it opens on this very campy, Piece the camera really when it's talking about the the stars of this movie that they're going to see. It's a new premiere of a, of a silent movie, and, it, and this woman's introducing Dawn and Lena and Cosmo. You can tell straight away that it's not taking itself too seriously. And I like that. I like the playfulness mm-hmm. of it all. And even when Dawn comes, The way he talks about his past and we get what he's talking about, but then we have cutbacks of what actually happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just always, he's saying, oh, it's full of dignity and how he was through all the best acting skills and he was just a stunt double.
0: I thought that was funny because like, the whole American dream would be that he's worked his way up. Yes. Whereas he would rather that people thought he was privileged. Yeah.
1: So. Different times,
0: probably different times.
1: Yeah, I do love the reaction though when Cosmo comes and everybody's like, it, "It's Dawn!" Oh no, and the whole crowd just sort of goes, "Oh." Yeah,
0: I yeah. felt really sorry for him.
1: And that's one thing is Dawn. It's very much seen as Gene Kelly's movie, but I honestly think that Donald O'Connor is one of the standout stars of oh, it. I he is he so like. so good.
0: I thought he was really really good, and I like the story behind it. Like they grew up together. Um, and Don didn't leave his best friend when he got success because mm. he got the success. Yes, and his friend didn't. His friend is like behind the scenes, no name, no face. Yeah, but yeah, I I I I thought, I, yeah, I thought he was really good. I liked him.
1: Mm. I think it's just this era of Hollywood as well that I, I love, and the fact that there was a time when people thought sound and dialogue in cinema was a fad. And said it was
0: vulgar, One yeah. Of people said, Oh, it's so vulgar,
1: and it's it's hilarious to think of the biggest format change in Hollywood. There was some people who were like, Why do we need that? Mm-hmm. and now it's the way cinema language has evolved over the years and how much we've had it change. I mean, obviously, there was a change in this period, but then you get a change when things like editing techniques get better, cameras. Cool. G- Color Cameras get lighter, so you can actually move around a bit more and you're not just stuck on a tripod. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about that as well in this film because there's a hell of a lot of shots set on uh, tracks. Yeah. So, therefore, the camera is very expansive and it sort of flows through different sets. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's lovely to see because you can get to see the full sort of movement of the film and of the musical numbers because they are the standout part of this movie. I mean, it is a musical, so you would expect the musical numbers to be the, the key element of it, but the way they stage them is wonderful. I mean, so inventive. And yeah. When you've got somebody like Gene Kelly who is, we spoke about this when we were watching the movie. Yeah, we did, yeah. It's um, like, it's just the fact that he could do he it all.
0: everything. And it's a bit of a shame that you don't get as many actors who can do that now. Like he was doing the fights in the, little, I know it wasn't the real fights, but like the sword fighting that he was meant to be doing in his film. He was singing, he was dancing, he was doing different kinds of dancing. And then, of course, he's like doing this film.
1: And it's a stunts as well. Like the stunt where he runs away from the fans and where he sort of jumps into Debbie Reynolds' car. Yeah. Like, you see that because you follow him with the camera when he sort of steps mm-hmm. on the car, jumps up on the bus, runs across the bus and jumps in. It, you can see that it is him.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's it's great to see that just somebody who's that, that big take those those risks.
0: I did think um, the song Make Them Laugh went on too long. See, it relies on just chucking yourself on the ground too much. And by the like, fourth throwing on the ground, I was like, OK, just get up now.
1: See, Make Him Laugh is my favourite musical number of any film in the world.
0: Yeah. Now, when he was singing, <laughs> great. He loved it. When he was just faffing about on the floor, I was like, just get up and make him do so dirty. Because <laughs> yeah. there it, it was a good, like, two minutes of him not singing, just faffing about.
1: See, I, I love that. I love the, the energy he gives and the fact that you can see that some of the, the hits that he's taking hurt. Yeah. And he's doing it for, <laughs> it's his sort of He's paying for his art, but. I it's... loved him
0: running up the walls and everything. I thought that was amazing, and yeah. I was just like, how is he doing all this? But then he's just like, Bleh, on the floor. And I'm like, okay, right, you've done this about 20 times in a row now, just get up. It's no longer funny.
1: Yeah, and you get all these different aspects of it as well, because I mean, I think it actually comes before the make him laugh scene where Cosmo and Don are walking through. Um, the sort of the back lot mm-hmm. and of the studio, and you can see them making like four different films in the same studio because they don't have to worry about sound, sound and anything bleeding from anything else. Yeah. And it's just that factory mentality that there was back yeah. then, and um, just, churning them, just out. churning them out. Yeah, it's and you can make so much, so many films over a short period of time because of not the ease of it, but it was shoot it. Probably two angles at, yeah. at, at most. Don't have to worry about sound. Just get somebody to play a piano and done. Um, and Some of the best films ever been made they still are on that format and were made in that time. Because mm-hmm. anybody who listens to this podcast love, knows that I love restrictions in films. I love where people don't have all the factors. They don't have all the tools at they disposal and they have to make a film say in one room or with one actor or on a budget of God, cigarette packets and chewing gum I know I
0: like a low budget I like a low budget I like a couple of little actors, I like that so that's absolutely fine to me what I quite liked about it was there was very very few paparazzi you know, when they were at the start yeah, were, yeah, like, yeah. on the red carpet, there was like next to no paparazzi, which I thought was quite funny. I liked comparing it to how it would be today. Um, there was no paparazzi. There was um, guys in blackface.
1: Yeah, it, uh, different times.
0: I actually looked, there was no people of colour in this film. At all. There wasn't even anybody doing cameras or... Extras
1: or anything like that. Yeah,
0: couldn't spot a single solitary person, and I was
1: just like, "Wow!" That is strange. Of I didn't spot that, and I should have really.
0: Yeah, I got something over you. I did count that This film had twelve songs in it,
1: and the thing is, only one of those was actually written for the film. Mm-hmm. So they they were all in the vault of the studio at the time, and but they all fit quite well, and it's. The musical numbers—I mean—they're always the things that come first to mind. But some of them are astoundingly good. Like you've got the Moses supposes mm-hmm. and the dancing, the tap dancing, and the coordination between Donald O'Connor and Gene Kelly, and that is ridiculous, mm-hmm. really. And I remember you—you you mentioning the fact that if if these scenes happened in a film now, they would be sort of go viral, people just go, go nuts over them and the fact that these were the people doing them in the 50s.
0: Yeah, you look at it now and you... I think when you always think of an older film, you don't think of people as being as good um, or having as much talent just mm-hmm. because there wasn't as... Many of them? Man, well, there wasn't as many opportunities mm-hmm. open to people. But then you see something like this, and it's like, I've never seen an actor... I've never seen any actors do that in a film. And i watch watched many different kinds of films. So I've watched all films so far and modern films. And you hadn't seen anything like how they were doing it and how perfectly in sync they were. It was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, if you had somebody doing it now, people would be like, this is amazing. It's perfect. Like, take, um, oh, what's it called? Like the celebrity lip sync. Yes. That, every single one of those. Everybody's seen at least one and they are literally just dancing and singing for like three minutes Um, but they're actors and they're like playing the part. These guys are doing it throughout the whole film and doing complicated dances
1: oh, the, the, and
0: singing and dancing at the same time.
1: The rehearsal and the... I mean, how many takes they must have had to do? It, it, does, it looks like a tiring film to be on. Yeah. And it's, it's just so classy and even sequences where... The dance is, the dancing isn't that technical, for example, the good morning, but the way they use the set.
0: Yeah, it's a big set that they're using.
1: And they're going in and out of rooms, up and down stairs, and it's a masterclass of blocking. Mm-hmm. It's of understanding where the camera is, understanding how you can use your set, and it's a dance between those two and also a dance that you're watching. Yeah. Because the way sometimes the camera will come into someone... But then drift back out to a wide shot, then come back in. It's it's absolutely amazing to watch, and it's yeah, it's so classy. And you know what? It's really really funny. Mhm.
0: It is. It was good.
1: I mean, the the quips. You've also got the big humour of the Lena Lamont character and mm-hmm. her trying to learn lines and trying to sort of get her pronunciation down.
0: Even just learning where the damn microphone was. Yeah.
1: So so good. And going back to those sort of sequences, like the Broadway sequence where it's like a ten-minute oh, sequence yeah. where there's no there's no dialogue. It, it tells its story just through dance and and singing. and singing. But it tells the story of an actor going into and being in a film and coming out of the film. Going, it's got so many different layers to it, but mm-hmm. it, it does it so well. And it's the, the sequence where. Gene Kelly walks out, and you've got the casino lights behind him and all the different Broadway lights and the production value of it all, because all that's done in camera. It's not done with blue screen. It's not done no. with anything. It's like, it just looks expensive and yeah. vast. And it it looks well made. But yeah, I really do. I love this movie. And I can put it on at any time. And I think I can get some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, And it's even like... The sequence with the silk ribbon...
0: Oh, it was so... It was beautiful how they were not tied up in that because that was, like, a long
1: shot. I think it was all you actually want. It was yeah. all a single shot and the fact that... See, it's the way my you mind works.
0: I'd be I would be so... I would, I'd still be tangled in that
1: bloody thing. It's Because when i look looking mm-hmm. at that, it's like, okay, what's happened behind the camera there? Because somebody's there with a wind machine mm-hmm. and they have to not be in shot but they have to make this ribbon, which is... I mean, I'd say 15 metres. Well, easy. Long. Maybe 20 metres long. But not
0: mess up her hair. But
1: not mess up not her hair. Not make her
0: cry because of the wind.
1: And not getting... Not, not let um, Gene Kelly get tied up in it. Yeah. In it's, it's flawless. And, yeah, I... I respect the movie as well as enjoy it. I just think it is just a joy to watch. It's a wonderful, wonderful Mills movie. And, again, this is one I could have had last week because it just it can get you out of a bad mood.
0: Yeah, that's it, true, it can.
1: And, I mean, one, one thing to mention is that we watched the, the Blu ray transfer of this and it is incredible.
0: Yeah, it was, it, the, it, the quality was brilliant. You,
1: you, It looked like it was made mm-hmm. last year. It, it's so, so good. But yeah, it's, if you haven't seen Singing in the Rain, do yourself a favour and, and go out and watch it.
0: Definitely. So, going from something really classy and beautiful, to The something. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh.
1: Yes, and that is up next. We'll have a break and then we'll get into that movie. It just really it's isn't. not visually striking. No. no just, just getting
0: confirmation. It's Just, meaning that's the third time though. I mean, I must. This is on.
1: You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck f- any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. adaptable, Dr. Scott. I know Brad is. Mm. I can assure you that Brad's presence here comes as a complete surprise to me. I came here to find Eddie. Eddie?
0: I've seen him! What do you know of Eddie, Dr. Scott?
1: I happen to know a great deal about a lot of things. You see, Eddie happens to be my nephew.
0: (gasps) 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 Dr. Scott! Janet, Dr. Scott! Janet! Bad. Rocky!
1: Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Bad. Rocky! Listen! I made you. And I can break you just as easily. Master! Dinner is prepared!
0: The Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was um, made in nineteen seventy five and directed. By um, Jim Sharman. It was a, based on like the original uh, stage. stage play by Richard O'Brien.
1: Mr. Crystal Maze. For,
0: for people who do not live in the UK, Richard O'Brien is a national treasure. <laughs> I know I say this about most people that I watch, <laughs> but he actually is. Just go onto YouTube and look for the Crystal Maze. You need to be looking like circa what, early 90s? I just, it's humour in that whole thing. It's the most British, dry, yeah. sarcastic humour as people are getting trapped whilst looking for miniature crystal balls that, when I was five, I wanted so desperately.
1: We used to have a board game, um, and you used to get the little crystals. But I remember it's one of those things that was in the nineties and went away. And then when I started to understand and watch Rocky Horror Picture Show, it was used yes. be, it used to be one of the things like, Do you know this was written by the guy who used to host Chris Crystal Maze? Yeah. And we're like, no.
0: And then they tried to bring it back with Richard Ayoade and it just was not nowhere near as good.
1: It's, I think that's still going actually now. It's but,
0: just not as good. You need Richard O'Brien.
1: You do, but I love it. I love Richard Ayoade.
0: Just because you've got a Richard <laughs> hosting it doesn't make it the same. Anyways, sorry. Got off topic. So it has Tim Curry, amazing. Season surrounding amazing. Meatloaf. Yes. Why would you not have a why would you not have Meatloaf in your film? Um, it's also got Barry Boswick, Patricia Quinn, Nell Campbell, Jonathan Adams, Pete and Peter Hinwood. It was it, it's it's a very, very small, small cast. Yes. When you watch it, all of the extras, for example, the extras who are in the wedding at the start. Extras throughout the whole film, mm. but for anybody who doesn't who has not watched it, it is about a couple who go to a friend's wedding and then they decide to get married. So they go to see their high school science teacher who introduced them, and um their car breaks down and they end up at Doctor Frankenfurter's castle. Yes, where music and hilarity and death ensues and cross dressing.
1: Quite a bit of cross-dressing.
0: Quite a lot of cross-dressing and aliens and bad yet wonderful special effects. Yes. It's great. It's... Why would you not show this to your children? Brilliant. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, the wedding guests end up also being the guests at the manor. One thing that always really tickles me when they're in the churchyard, there's, a, there's like a thing, like a motto on a tombstone, be just and fear not. That's our city's motto. Was it? Yeah, it's on like all these plaques. And I'm like, <laughs> like, where? Like, this is just weird. <laughs> Why is our motto in. It must be quite a common one, but it always tickled me. It's set around the time of when Richard Nixon was doing um, his infamous resignation. Yeah. Something that we have covered. And um, so that was the 1970s. And it follows this couple. Who, I'm sorry, I didn't like, I never liked Brad, who <laughs> is um the main guy, and Janet, who is played by Susan Sarandon, loved her, always liked her. Brad, bit of an ass, really. For one, it's pouring down, he's got a waterproof on, poor Janet hasn't got a coat, she's only got a bit of newspaper to cover herself, he does never even offer Zoe's jacket, <laughs> It's going to be a gentleman. Nope. Don't like him. He's... So super preppy. And like, I'm better than you. No, don't like him. Okay. Didn't like him throughout the whole <laughs> Never have. Can't help it. Love everybody else though.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I love the fact that, unlike Singing in the Rain, which was, it's a film musical. I like the fact that you can tell that this belonged on the stage before <laughs> it was a film. Mm-hmm. Like even from the opener numbers, just just the way they... Start into song. You you feel that stage musical feel of yes. it, and the songs are really good. But what I like about the songs is that they themselves have penetrated pop culture anyhow. Because you you know those, those songs before you know they're part of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Well,
0: that was it. We were when we were talking about it. Um, Time Walk came on, and um, for my hen do we did a silent disco tour around Liverpool. So that is basically put on a big pair of headphones and sing and dance all way around in public and look like an idiot. Great fun. But uh, uh, Time Warp came on and it was like, this is great. We're doing the dance in the Liverpool and singing and dancing. And um, everybody knows the chorus. Yeah. But apparently I impressed some friends because <laughs> I knew the verses as well. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course, how can you not know this? But again, it, it is. It, it's songs that people... No.
1: Yeah. Um so I remember I remember cassettes that my mother used to have when you used to play and like there there were these songs on that cassette.
0: Really? I could not imagine your one being a Rocky horror <laughs> picture show fan.
1: Just just maybe just time warp, you know what I mean? Because that, that's a that was a big song.
0: Yes, I love time warp. If it ever comes on, it literally makes me want to dance. Um I also like how about Tim Curry? Yeah. Um that man rocks a pair of heels. He does. Running around in quite large heels throughout the whole of this film. Very, very good on him because they don't look comfortable. No. Nope. But also, he breaks the fourth, fourth wall quite a lot.
1: He does. He, he looks at camera quite a lot. But he's, again, I'm using the, the word again, which is very playful with that. Yes. And it's not like anybody else does. It's just sort of like he knows that you're watching and it's he's kind it's of that voyeuristic. Off on it. yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. But like Tim Curry's introduction mm. is just brilliant. His introduction is my favourite number of the film.
0: Is it? That, that, that one's your favourite? Yeah,
1: like I'm a sweet transvestite. I
0: love that.
1: And just, just that entire sequence is, is just brilliant. And yeah, you've got everybody, it's it's a film where everybody knows what they're in. Yes. Everybody's there to have fun, poke fun. They know, it, again, it's been made for nothing, as you can tell from the props and the sets and I everything. Think, do you
0: know what? I think the set is actually not too bad. It's not too bad. It looks how it's supposed to look. Yeah. I And I actually made a note that it has, yes, the special effects are cheap and the set is cheap, but it's such a campy, over-the-top kind of film. If they had specialist sets and everything was really good. It, like, it was trying too hard and no, I don't think it would have been that And
1: that's popular. why I, I, I like the fact that it is fun like that and it, it's, it's not very polished. No. Because it's, it's harkened back to those serials <laughs> of the 30s and 40s and those sort of really weird B movies and it's playing with that sort of genre.
0: You could actually imagine them literally picking the sets up off the stage and putting them in a studio. Yeah. Which is why I like it. Um, They have skinnies on before they were cool. Mm -hmm. Um, They have um, the rainbow water in the case that holds Rocky. When it fills up, it makes a rainbow. I love that. Um, Just Tim Curry. Love him. Brilliant. One thing I wanted to ask you, though. Rocky is meant to be like the perfect specimen of a man. Yes. By today's culture, he's really small. Like... For a muscle man, he's, like,
1: small. See, I think for nowadays he is in, for, say, the 90s, because the 80s and 90s they were obsessed with Arnie-sized people, where nowadays, to be honest, I don't think muscle people are the...
0: No, if you think, if you were going to make this film today... Yeah. ...who would you cast as Rocky? Because for me, I would probably cast either Chris Hemsworth or Channing Tatum. Yeah. Who are
1: they big guys? They're
0: big guys because he's meant to be after George Atlas's Atlas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's meant to. He's meant to be that, and I didn't. I I kind of felt a little bit like like don't get me wrong. I think he makes a great Rocky, but I think if it was made today, he wouldn't be picked because they would go for somebody who nowadays will be classed as being like the perfect man yeah. in air quotes. Whereas in the seventies, again, times have changed. There's more guys getting into acting who are also into that side. It may be that he was possibly one of the biggest actors and singers that they could actually find guys that you could find
1: That's it. who and would a,
0: work for a pizza and a can of beer
1: and wear hot pants, yes. but very revealing hot pants. I have
0: bigger pants than he does. <laughs> like they are the smallest pants I've ever seen. Do you think, um, Kyle Minogue then took them and wore them instead?
1: Maybe. That's Maybe. where the
0: infamous gold hot pants came from. Yes. They're actually from Rocky Horror.
1: But can we talk about Tim Curry even yes. more? Because just the look and performance. And see, I, I love the over the topness of Rocky Horror. And I love the campness and just that that sort of high-end trash, if you will. Which
0: I live for. I, yeah. love, I live for high-end trash.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, Tim Curry, it's probably... His most iconic role. I mean, it's also
0: his breakout role. He
1: was. I mean, Pennywise. I think is t- up there. Mm-hmm. But this but is still. You can't watch it. Yeah, but this is still like people think of Rocky Horror and they think of Tim Curry in a pair of knickers and high heels and a corset. Yes. And a bad wig. It
0: is a, it is a pretty bad wig. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but it, but it is. But also beautiful lipstick. <laughs> Great lipstick going on there. Um, meatloaf, right?
1: Meatloaf. Love it. Watching this makes me feel really bad because. Why? Meatloaf. I mean, nice? I'm not. I'm saying I'm not a big meatloaf fan, but you can't.
0: I only know one song. It was the song that was in the chart for about twenty years when we were younger.
1: Battle of Hell.
0: Oh, oh no! Paradise, I know
1: Paradise by the Dashboard Lights.
0: No, I don't know that one. Was that? anything
1: I would
0: do, but I won't do that. No. It was literally like number one
1: I, I, I know that either. song. Yeah. But, but I only you, know two songs but, then. Yeah. But Meatloaf could sing. Yeah. And now he can't. Like, oh. if you see live performances of him, it's just a man wailing vowel sounds. It's unreal. It's it's, it's funny, but cringy funny.
0: Oh, bless him. <laughs> But I love him in this. Yeah, he's does, so yeah. handsome. Yeah, he is. is he it... looks so good and like I don't know, like, I just I always thought he was quite funny and even though he's only for like
1: a song. I love the fact that this is the the alternative musical as well. It's it's the musical that Oddballs and that's loved by the people who understand that the best stuff out there generally isn't the mainstream stuff. Yes,
0: but now this is mainstream. It is, yeah. It is. I actually, I remember I got my sister to watch this. Um, I have a feeling that I bought it for my little cousin when she turned 12 and she was going to secondary school and I gave her like a bunch of films. I was like, right, you can't leave secondary school without watching these films. And I know that Mean Girls is one of them, even though it's totally not what high school's like now. Um, and I think Rocky Horror was also one of them. Don't think she's watched the Rocky Horror one because she didn't know any of the songs. But, yeah, it's just... It, it It's something that started out being really niche and has just penetrated modern what? society. Like, you look at what they're wearing, what they're wearing is fashionable. Mm. You look at... Like, they've got, like, the the mismatched sunglasses, the skinny jeans, the... Blazers, the cute little dresses, the glittery heels, all of that. It's like a lot of like modern fashion is inspired by drag culture and that was inspired by drag culture. And you can see now where that's came from and it's came into the mainstream and it's...
1: I mean, I, mean, yeah, I mean, drag culture nowadays is one of the fastest growing audiences that there is and yeah. this is probably one of the original sparks of that.
0: Well, sparks into mainstream, I yeah. think maybe... Because I know some people probably argue and go, it's not a good representation and it's not this. But I don't know, like I watched it when I was younger and I was probably, again, probably too young to watch this. Um, And I didn't want to go, oh, but that's, I was like, that guy's in underwear. But not, oh my God, he's in ladies underwear. Mm. It was, that guy's just in his pants. That was it. wasn't bothered about him being with, with another guy or anything like that. It was just a case of that guy's in his pants. Okay, he needs to put some trousers on <laughs> because I was too young. Going, I don't want to see your
1: pants. And I think is, is another thing about Rocky Horror is I genuinely. I mean, I could tell you the the outline of the story, but. It's kind of consequential because you, you don't really care about the story. Oh, no, you careful. just care about the characters and the songs and the performances. And you've got to say Susan Sarandon, who I don't think she was a name back then. She might have been in The Hunger at mm-hmm. that point. So she wasn't massive. But yeah, and she she's just delightful in the movie.
0: And also nowadays, she, just, she looks exactly the same. Yeah. That woman has not aged. She looks amazing.
1: She does. It's just a good time.
0: Is I think it's a great time. And I have had a message of, of the lady.
1: Yes. She hated it. She hates Rocky
0: Horror. And um, I'm really sorry, but you, you're wrong. It's, such a, it's a feel-good film. It is. It's maybe not one you can watch with... Well, I was going to say you can't watch with your nana. My nana would probably love it.
1: Um, the thing is, I think it's all right for kids because the stuff that's adult is mostly... It's mostly sexual, but it's mostly... It's not nudity per se. It's... No. It's, you, it's innuendo. It's innuendo. I mean the closest thing you get is films. where um Frank and goes to see Brad, you get that sort of scene. But he's mouthful. he gonna a mouthful. A mouthful. <laughs> and that's it, really. Yes, you get a lot of near nudity, but there's no there's nothing too risky about it. I'm
0: sorry, but if you're if 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 your kids can't see somebody in their pants I know I joked, but I was like, oh my God, I've seen him in his pants. But it didn't corrupt me in any way.
1: Well, look at you now. Yeah, well, you know, marrying <laughs> you. But anything else you want to mention?
0: Um, I've got my little fun facts. Okay, so... I made a comment that Rocky had a really weird belly button. Yeah? I know, I now know why he had a weird belly button. All right, okay. Because the makeup department had to make, like, a fake plug thing to go over his belly button because... You have a belly button when you've been born. Yes. He's not been born, he's been made. Okay. It just really sorry to make the department. It was just a bit crap. <laughs> it just made him look a little bit deformed. Patricia Quinn came on and she played um, She played Magenta. Yes. Um, She took this role, which was relatively small, didn't really have any sort of single lines, because she was told that she could sing the opening song, Science Fiction Double Feature. Right. They did it, she recorded it It's her mouth and everything, but then they got Richard O'Brien to dub it over so it's not actually her singing, it's him Ah. But it's her mouth who sings
1: (laughs) It's her mouth
0: It's her mouth at the start Uh, When Eddie's body is revealed the only person who knew about that was Tim Curry They didn't Ah. tell any of the other cast They wanted the reaction to be a surprise when they're all screaming and running away it was because they didn't know that Eddie's body was going to be in there. <laughs> Which is why even, like, I think even, like, Magenta's like, oh, crap. <laughs> because she's like, they've been told her, to stay where you are and don't move. But even she's like, ah, it's a dead body. <laughs> Which I thought, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the final one isn't isn't funny. Um, it's quite a serious one. Um, but-
1: serious. It's serious.
0: It's time to be serious. Um... In all, in, all, in all seriousness, yeah, it's quite a serious one. Um so when they're in the lab, Dr. Frankfurter wears a green like lab coat and he has a um a red triangle over his heart. Um now in Nazi Germany in the concentration camps, the red triangle facing down in that position was actually a connotation for gay men. All right. In the in the concentration camps, and it was to denote them as a gay man. Um, same as the uh, Star of David for Jewish people. Yeah. Um, but now the triangle's kind of been taken back and it was pointing up so the points towards the sky. It's now um, seen as being a symbol of gay pride, which I thought was lovely. That is nice. I did not know. And for the amount of times I've watched this film, there shouldn't really be any Easter eggs left for me. <laughs> but I thought that was a really nice way of sort of... For us, it's not a symbol that we would recognise. No, no. But for people in that community, it would be something that was recognisable to them, which I thought was a nice little nod.
1: Mm, brilliant.
0: Especially back in the 70s. Yes. And that's it.
1: Wonderful. So that I've... is
0: all my fun facts.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it for another episode, really. Another yes. one in the bag.
0: I'm going to go and sing in the shower to Rocky Horror
1: <laughs> again. Kieran <Okay>, on Spotify.
0: <laughs> Love it.
1: So, yeah, next week we're back on... History Makers. Yes, because we do it every five. Yes, so it's a 15th episode. We'll be back on History Makers and we'll let our hint go next week. Um, but yeah, we'll go back on that week and then we'll be back to our normal sort of format. And yeah, I think that's about it for another episode.
0: That is us done.
1: And so you can always contact us on email on hfhm at gmail.com on Twitter at hisfilmhermovie on Instagram.
0: Which is... His Film Her Movie Podcast.
1: And yeah, on Facebook on HFHM underscore podcast.
0: Or if you just want to search his Film, Her Movie Podcast, yeah. it should come up it under that. We are in the process of changing the names, it makes it a little bit easier for people <laughs> to find.
1: So yeah, if you want to get, in, get involved, just give us a message on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere, and I'm sure Lauren will pick it up and reply.
0: And just for everybody to know. Um, when the next episode goes out, Jordan will be on his stag do.
1: I will. I'll be, I'll be on a plane.
0: he will be on a plane with 14 drunk men. Yes. Away. Yes. So if anybody has any films that I should watch. Yes. Um, Whilst he's away, please let me know. Um, I'm thinking some sort of good... I'm gonna say good empowerment films. Okay, um, I will be checking what the films are about. <laughs> so please don't try and sneak in a horror and be like, "Yeah, she'll watch this and she'll cry and be terrified for like what four, three days, four days, even? four days, four days." Yeah,
1: nothing, nothing that includes breaking and entering.
0: Yeah, nothing. I don't want to be kidnapped or um, have been murdered or anything like that. I've seen, seen what was it? Not is it, is it stolen? Not stolen. The one where the guy is like, I will get you and I will find you. Taken. Taken. That's
1: stolen. It. <laughs> I
0: just couldn't think. I've seen that about a million times, so I'm not watching that one again, Liz. <laughs> I'm not. Um, so yes, next time you hear Jordan's dorset tones, he will probably be uh, drunk in real life and then come back a broken man.
1: Yes. I look even older than I already do.
0: Just make me look younger by (laughs) comparison.
1: Thank you. And what a place to end in. (laughs) We'll see you next week.
0: Bye.